0: My friend had given me mushrooms and I was like already had been drinking with Jen earlier in the day. And yeah. then because Mark has the kids, he took them
1: to see his parents. Drinking and mushrooms. We'll call that Marsala.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I got <laughs> it.
1: I'm recording. (laughs) I am also recording.
0: I see that. Hi, Casey.
1: Hi, how are you? I'm okay. It's good to see.
0: Where did you just go? Oh, no, wait, there you are. Um, It's good to see your little face.
1: Aw, it's nice to see you and to be seen.
0: How are you doing?
1: Hanging in there. What a time. What a, um, what a holiday season, two thousand twenty-two. If
0: you, you, people might not know, do you want to let people know what happened the day before Christmas Eve?
1: Yeah. Um. Actually, when was it? It was, I guess, the twenty-second of December. My mom suddenly passed away. Which the was the twenty-second. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Not a great surprise. Um. And uh, yeah, so it was just, you know, I think everybody's holiday situation, for the most part, has been kind of weird. And everyone's like life situation has been weird, because we're just, you know we're just not doing the things that we once would have done for whatever reason, whether it's because you're being, like, extra cautious because of COVID to take care of people in your life that are, like, maybe older or immune-compromised, um, whether it's just because, like, travel has become insane and it's in expense. Like, life is just different, you know? Life is just yeah. different than it was a few years ago. And... um so, yeah, so I think that I was already prepared to have, like, you know, just – it's not the same. It's not the same when your whole family doesn't get together for the holidays. For me, um, I know for some people, the holidays aren't for them, and they don't – you know, they they don't wish for that. And But for me, getting together was always, like, a really – um special thing uh to see my kids like excited and but here's the thing nothing's the same like right they're grown up our parents are growing older we're growing older yes. anyway so it was always going to be like what it was and my mom wasn't going to travel out here for the holidays so that's why I was Felt very lucky that um, when we did the QVC job... Um, they were so encouraging. Uh, Mike, who works at QVC, was so encouraging. And I said on the podcast, like, I'd love to, instead of going home right after this, I'd love to go to Cape Cod and visit my mom. And he said, like, oh, yeah, we have a strict policy that we, you always visit your mom. Like, that's, that's a rule here. <laughs> so if they hadn't been so easy and delightful, I might not have done it. Um I might have said like oh it'll just be easier after the new year or whatever whatever. So I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. And um yeah, so it's just it just um there's no two ways about it. It sucks. Yeah. You know. And um it's weird because I think everybody can identify with, you know, not always having the easiest relationship with your parents. And I didn't have the easiest relationship with either of my parents. Um, but my mom did the work, you know. She was there as much as she could be and did as much as she could. And especially after I had kids, that was like, that was her dream come true, you know, and she was at a point in her life where she could just do everything, you know, like like live her her wildest dreams in terms of like family or whatever. So, um so it sucks, you know, and also as you grow up and you grow older, you like let some of the hard shit go, you know? I think and I think both of us did. Yeah. And so it, we had gotten to, like, a a good place, which I'm really glad about. Of course. But, um, you know, just, it's weird. And I'm sure those of you ha- who have lost someone who was close in your life or whatever can identify with, like, just how stupid it is. Like, how many times a day I pick up my phone to text her and say, like, oh, the kids are doing this or, like. It's so dumb. Like, I I feel like I have been, like, going down internet rabbit holes because that's a good way. Not a good way. That is the way to, like... <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's how I, like, numb myself out and calm myself down and, you know, and I'm not trying yes. to, like, divorce mm-hmm. myself from reality or whatever. I'm just trying to, like, get some moments where... I can like, you know, maybe feel nothing or, you know, whatever. But anyway, just like, it's so funny how many times I'll go down like an internet rabbit hole of like, I'm looking at vintage stoves like that will soothe my brains and like cool off my brains for a second. And then like, it just winds up being something that I'm like, oh, I have to text this to my mom. And then, you know. So, anyway, and (laughs) And? it just just has been stressful because, like, I mean, besides, like, someone dying, someone literally just dying suddenly and unexpectedly, um, it just has been wild because it was, like, so close to the holiday. And first of all, that slows everything down and, like, bless everyone that, like, does these jobs or whatever, but, like, they don't know me and, you know, and they're just doing the best they can. They just want to get to their, like, day off to spend with their family. So, like, my mom's phone was missing for days and, like, we just literally had to, like, mount a DIY private investigation to find it just because we didn't want it out there in the world, you know, in case it had, like, sensitive information on it. And it just turns out that it was, like, down the hallway and in a closet at the hospital. And, you know, someone could have looked for it at any point. But, it, you know, (laughs) but they didn't. So, it just took, like, I don't know. It took, like, several days to locate her fucking phone and, you know, other things that she had with her when it happened. Um, But uh, nothing, like... Whatever, like, if everything else was missing, we just wanted to make sure the phone was safe and, like, hopefully maybe get pictures off of it or whatever. Um, But anyway, it was there. It was safe, locked away in a closet and not stolen by anyone. But that's just the kind of thing. It's like a rock in your shoe, you know, that's, like, causing right. you anxiety over the, over the time. And then I was <laughs> – I – messaged our friend Paul F. Tompkins because I felt like he would uniquely understand and laugh Uh because I don't think he'll mind because this is an old bit from his comedy, but, like, when his mom passed away, uh, which is really, like, the first time, I think, that we, like, you know, that, I don't know, that we spoke at length about it. Uh, we had definitely been friendly before, but we really, really talked a lot um, around the time that his his mom died. And uh, he was doing a bit in his comedy about how people kept coming up to him and saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry for your loss and how he couldn't help himself from saying, not as sorry as I am, just to like oh, <laughs> my God. make people feel awkward. And, uh, and so I was thinking about that, but I was thinking about it because... Um, you just like my mom didn't leave a will. Uh that's one thing I want to tell everyone. Get a will. She had just started talking about it on that visit in in December. Like I should think about doing this and I was like, "Yes," because it's something that I brought up to her a number of times and I get it. Like nobody wants to think about you know, nobody wants to think about that and I have a will. Oh, do? You, that's good. I'm I 100%. Yeah. But
0: it was more because I was like If Mark and I both die, like, right, it was like when the kids were really little, like, I felt like it was really important because I was like, if we both die, where are they going to live? Who's going to raise them?
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, like, we have to get all of our stuff updated and this is really hammered at home. Um, But... I want to say, it's like when we talked about, like, depression in kids and how sometimes parents are afraid to talk to their kids because they think it, saying something out loud will make it more true. Right. Uh, it's the same with, like, all of this end-of-life stuff. Like, getting a will doesn't mean that you're going to die in two seconds. You know? It just means that you're laying the groundwork for something that is an inevitable part of life and, you know, and... uh it'll make everything easier on everyone and everything will go the way you want it to go. Um, Hopefully if you just lay that groundwork, but anyway, uh, back to why I was thinking of Paula Tompkins. It just was like, we had to make a million calls, you know, like a million calls to like hospitals. And my mom was like a tissue donor. And so she had to go to like the donation center and then, a funeral home from there and it's like the holidays and it's getting to be like Christmas Eve and, you know, some places are, whatever, whatever. A thousand million phone calls to various places and every single person would talk in exactly, I know if you've ever lost someone, you know the familiar tone where the person is just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for your loss and they're just talking to you in the most like hushed gentle tone. And then every time the phone call wrapped up, they would be like, okay, thank you so much. Um let us know if we can do anything else. And Merry Christmas. Like <laughs> before I, yeah. no. and I feel like they can't help themselves. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, um, I don't, it was a very, it was an exercise in like, what, how do you match the tone of that? It was so weird. People reflexively say Merry Christmas at the end of a you phone call. You too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was so weird and like started to be funny. So, but that made me think of Paul. Just people, like, slipping in Merry Christmas at the end and being like, oh, I wish, probably, I'm assuming, like, at least half of the people are like, I probably shouldn't have said Merry Christmas in such a a forceful way or, like, maybe at all or whatever. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, anyway, that's what's going on with me. Well, and. Oh, and we had COVID.
0: For the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, come on. (laughs) Amateurs. Come on. Amateurs. That sucks. It did it suck. It all sucks. It did suck, but in a way, like, also, like, if you believe in signs or whatever, then you're, like, between what was happening with the airports and the airlines and COVID. And, and weather. And weather, yeah. Like, the, the doctor that called me from the ER, and I won't, like, get into, like, all the details, but, like... There was a moment where my mom was, you know, they weren't expecting her to make it, but she was still here. And uh, I called my mother-in-law and she was like, I'm going there right away. And like, you have to know my mother-in-law doesn't have a driver's license, doesn't drive. So she was like going to like get one of her other like neighbors to drive her. Uh, Because my father-in-law wasn't there, and you know, and these are they're older too, you know, Um, older than my mom, and uh, so the doctor called me back to say like my mom didn't make it, and then I was like. My mother-in-law's on the way there, and he was like, try to stop her if you can, because it's like a bomb cyclone, like, blizzard here, and just, like, you know, I don't want her to be unsafe on the road. There's, like, literally no rush for any of this or whatever, but my mother-in-law was, like, already there in a few minutes, so, which made me feel, like, eased my heart so much, Um, and she's been great. Like, she's been, like, thanking me for allowing her to do these things. Which is um, a way that I wouldn't think about it, but she's remarkable. I'm so glad that she's there.
0: Me and, too. Um, oh, it's really hard to be a person sometimes.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. Um, but also, like... People have said so many kind things and, you know, so many times, like, I know you just feel like you don't know what to say and you stop yourself, but some people just haven't. They they haven't, like, put that filter on themselves and, like, for the most part, it's been just really wonderful to hear what, you know, what people think about... When something like this happens, like if they feel like they have something to offer. So I've been so appreciative of that. Um, Lincoln's girlfriend, Ivy, who is, you know, she's just a kid. They're just kids, but she lost her mom. And she was just telling me like... And know. it's kind of private between the two of us, but I'll just say that like it has to do with like imagining butterflies and, you know, and it was really beautiful, everything that she said. And I really appreciated it. And um, just people have said a million kind things that I have appreciated and things that have made me laugh too. So, you know, <sighs> and my family is amazing, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's very lucky. It is very lucky. Yeah, because I know, you know, I know so many people have, like, (laughs) so many people have been—I'm sorry, I was just laughing at another thing. Well, fuck it. I (laughs) don't—I don't think my uncle listens to this podcast, but I literally called my mom's, like, one remaining sibling. So both of my mom's parents— Have passed. My aunt has passed. My mom's sister, now my mom. uh, There, you know, my mom didn't have a partner. She was single. um, And I called my uncle and I was telling him, you know, that we're going to do a service in the spring because, you know, Uh, The weather is rough and it's hard for, you know, especially for older folks who are friends with my mom to, like, come out or whatever. We want to wait until it's comfortable. And then my uncle goes, it's just me now. And I was like, what? And he was like, from, you know, from my family, it's just me. I'm the only one left. And I was like, yeah, me too. (laughs) It's like, both my parents are dead and I'm an only child. I'm an orphan.
0: You're an orphan. You Easy. <laughs> oh
1: my god! And, was, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I guess." Oh my god! I, like, <laughs> Bless I have to his go heart. now. I have to go now. <laughs> oh my god! But it's funny. I mean, it's funny. You know the things that people think of, and like, we're not super close. Me and that guy. So you know that's just what he thought of i guess he was like oh yeah i guess you're i guess you're all on your own t- i mean i'm not on my own he's not either right. he's married to a person okay. uh he has children as well he needs he needs to take it down on but <laughs> any- <laughs> but it did make me laugh
0: <laughs> oh that is fucking trippy though you know what i mean i guess it just like never occurred to him that he yeah. would be like I don't know. Whatever. <laughs>
1: All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm learning. You know me. I'm always like, what's the lesson here? So I'm learning a whole bunch of fucking lessons. Um, and, yeah, it's it's not great. It's not no. great. No. But, um, you know. But there are good things. She, I think that she was in the place that she wanted to be and living, like, the best life that she could imagine for herself, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, does that sound, I don't know if that, that might sound negative. Like, I don't mean it negatively at all. I mean, like, if you asked her, like, what her dream life would be, I think, you know. That's
0: what she was doing,
1: yeah, I think so. I think so. And in, I wrote an obituary for her and I said Which that. Which was amazing. Like, oh, thank it's you. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, and I said that, you know, the circumstances that brought her to Cape Cod were too long to get into um, in an obituary, but that people should ask. And so like, I'll just tell it a lot of people asked. So I'll just tell it really quickly for whoever. Um, My mom loved to rent a beach cottage to uh, have us, have the kids come stay with her uh, and us too, but mostly it was about the kids. But I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone in our, well, first of all, we lived near the beach in Connecticut. It was like less than a two-mile drive to get to the beach. We weren't, like, on the beach front, but we could be at the beach in five minutes and, like, a perfectly pleasant beach, and everybody could, like, shower in their own clean shower and then get into their own clean sheets. Uh, So there was that, and so we'd always say, like, Mom, you shouldn't waste your money on, like, renting a beach cottage because we live near – we live in a beach cottage. (laughs) Uh, The other thing is, like – The kids, in many ways, take after me, and, like, I don't know if it's an OCD thing or whatever, but, like, I don't love to sleep in strangers' beds. I don't love um, strangers' bathrooms. I don't love eating off strangers' uh, assorted dishes and flatware. I just—it's hard for me. Like, I don't—it's not even that I don't love it. It's difficult for me. Sometimes it's really difficult for me to sit on, like— a sofa that has, like, a stain on it. Not that I'm, like, snobby or whatever. It's just that, like, I don't know what that stain is. It was there before I got there, and it's just hard for me. Like, I can never settle into, like, my body in situations like that. And the kids are kind of like me. Like, they're not being snobs. They love plenty of, like... Rustic and rough things It's just It's hard to be comfortable It's actually like Difficult Like psychologically And it becomes Physically difficult But like The thing is My mom didn't care About anything like that And she was having A hard time hearing That like That wasn't Like our favorite Thing to do Mm -hmm. And every year It would be like Oh my god Like one year (laughs) She used to get uh, this place in Rhode Island to take us to. And it was like, you know, like some beach cottages are amazing and some beach cottages have like mushrooms growing out of the bathroom floor, you know, (laughs) like a soft floor. And like Mm -hmm. uh, one time we went to Rhode Island and like the kids were already like, they had the regular amount of like, I feel weird in this strange cottage, whatever. And then like, it was kind of like a joined to another cottage, and this big family was there. And, like the dad of the family was like weird and overbearing, and the kids were like, he feels threatening to us and like he's really grouchy or whatever. And like they kept running into him like at the outdoor shower, and they were like, oh my you know, they were little kids, so they were like freaked out, you know, And they were like, that guy's so mean, whatever, blah blah, blah. And then that family. The water was so rough that year in Rhode Island, and, like, I just remember being terrified of, like, letting my kids go in the ocean because, like, the waves were so big, and I was like, they're going to get knocked down by the waves, and I remember the kids were like, the water is so rough that it's, like, churning up the bottom of the ocean and, like, going into our bathing suits, and, like, it's sanding our balls, and we have, like, horrible ball rashes. Oh, my God. So like, so, like, it was, like, a big, I got, like, an eye infection. The kids were having to put, like, ball rash cream on themselves. But then that family, that, like, chaotic family, one of their kids, like, got washed out to sea on a floaty, And, like, the Coast Guard had to go get them. And they were, like, I don't even know, like, a mile out. Oh, my God. The kid was okay, though. Yeah, the kid was okay. And it was, like, the talk of, like, the compound. Like, oh, shit, you know, this kid got washed out to sea today. The Coast Guard had to get them. And we were like, oh, shit, it was, like, one of those kids next door whatever. The next day, another one of their chaotic kids got washed out to sea. No! (laughs) And the Coast Guard had to go get that fucking kid. And then the family just went straight back to the cottage, packed up their stuff, and left. So that was, like, a positive for the kids. We're like, at least that chaotic, threatening family is gone. They just couldn't handle, like, possibly losing one more kid, like, getting, getting washed out to sea. But so, anyway, I'm making this short story very long. Anyway, anyway one year, my in-laws, who had retired to Philadelphia, decided that they wanted to move closer back to home where my sister-in-laws lived in Massachusetts. And so they bought a condo in Cape Cod. And so that year, my mom rented a cottage in Cape Cod. And she was like, this is so that, like, we can hang out with Matt's parents and we can all, like, go to the beach together, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, that's really nice. You know, um, that that's very nice and thoughtful of you. Um, in, like, a thing, like, if we're being honest, she wasn't always being the most thoughtful because she was just thinking of, like, her vision of what this, like, perfect family vacation was. And it often ended up being, like, only her idea of a perfect vacation. Um, so, anyway... We went to Cape Cod and we stayed in the cottage and the kids, I know she was getting irritated because the kids kept asking if they could stay over at Grandma and Pop's condo because they didn't like the sleeping loft for the kids was in the attic and it was, you know, cobwebby, whatever, whatever. And so we were dealing with that. And then it was, like, really bad weather. It was rainy all week. And um, I'm going to be honest about my mom. I think that she struggled with some depression issues. And uh, I think that a lot of times she could be really kind of salty and pessimistic, you know? Um, And I think that was just a result of, like, she didn't have a fucking easy life. And so when she envisioned something like this and spent her hard-earned money on it, like, she wanted it to go perfectly. And um you know, and she didn't she didn't always handle things not going perfectly the way she wanted them to go very well. So anyway, it was bad weather. We ended up like hanging out at Matt's parents' condo a lot because it was nice and it was new and it was pleasant to sit around in the rainy weather. We couldn't do anything outdoors with the kids, but my mom was being really salty and she was like really Like, it was noticeable and kind of, like, I was getting, like, a little embarrassed because she was, like, sulking. And so, I took her aside and I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, I know it's a bummer that we can't really do all the things we planned, but, like, are you okay? And to her credit, she was honest. She was just like, you know, it's always been my dream to retire on Cape Cod. And now Matt's parents did it. And I was like, yeah, that's, you know that's amazing, like, that's great. Now we know someone that lives on Cape Cod and, like, will have a reason to come here all the time. And she was just like, I just feel like, you know, I just feel a certain type of way because, like, they're married and they're together and they, you know, are in a financially better place than I will ever be because I'm alone and, you know. And I was like, listen, all of that's true, but, like, it's not productive, it's not healthy, it's not just a healthy way to think about this. And I was like, instead of sitting around here and, like, feeling bad for ourselves, why don't we just for fun go look at some properties that are available in Cape Cod? Like, since it's raining anyway, like, let's get out of the house and, like, drive around. And she was like, like I said, she could be really pessimistic. And she was like, no, that's stupid. And I was just like, we're just going to go, like, we're just going to go look. We're just going to take a ride and look. So... We went to this one place that was having an open house and it was like, it was a condo, but it looked institutional. It was just like a box and it was right out on a busy road And it was very, very outdated, and it was on the ground floor. So, like, basically the view was just, like, people's legs, like, walking by. It was, like, (laughs) it reminded me of, like, Laverne and Shirley's apartment, but not as good. Like, more, you know, more cramped or whatever. And we went and we looked at that place, and it was $300,000. And my mom was like, this place is awful, and it costs, like, more than twice what I could ever afford And so, like, if anything told you that I was right about my dreams being dead, this is it. And I was like, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Nobody was at the open house because like, the condo was sup- unsurprisingly like not drawing a lot of interest because it wasn't good. And so the realtor was so nice and she was like, hey, what did you think of the place? And we were like, you know, it's not great. It's not like what we'd be looking for or whatever. Just, you know, how you always pretend for the realtor. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. like you know, like you're a serious... Someone's going to love it. Exactly. Exactly. And so she was like, is there any other place that you'd be interested in looking at. And my mom was like, well, I've been looking at real estate magazines and, you know, the little flyers that they, you know, those little real estate booklets that they always have in vacation towns. And she was like, there's this place, uh, In an old in this old movie theater, and the realtor was like, I know exactly where you're talking about. She was like, I have the code to get into that place. Do you want to go look at it? And my mom was like, I mean, to be honest, just for the heck of it, if you don't mind, but like it's never gonna happen, you know, like whatever. And I was like, Let's just go look at it. Like again, what are we doing? So we went and we looked at this place. And it was, it's also just a condo. I don't mean to make it sound like, you know, but it was charming. It had so much character. It had beams. It had like a living space and a dining space and like a decent kitchen that was reasonably updated. And it had a bathroom downstairs and it had two bedrooms upstairs and a bathroom upstairs. And my mom was like, this place is so nice and it's just making me feel worse because if that other place was $300,000, this has got to be like a half a million dollars or whatever. And I was like, yeah, probably, probably that's how much nicer this place is. And so um, I just, uh, when we were done, the realtor was like, what did you think? And we were like, it's really nice. Out of curiosity, how much is this on the market for? And she was like, let me check. And then she was like, you know what's so weird? it's a short sale. The bank owns it and they just reduced the price. It's like $125,000. And we were like, what? Because I knew that like my mom's condo back where she lived like hours away was like, probably worth $150,000. So I was like, to me, like you could sell that place, buy this place and put like 25K into it, whatever. And she was like, yeah, it's $125,000. And we were, and my mom was like, but short sales are like impossible, right? Like they're impossible to get them. And she was like, I mean, sometimes they can be, but I think like that I know this bank and I think like that they'd be pretty motivated to like, to do this. Pretty quickly. So, you know, so it's like a steal. It's a total steal. And we were like, yeah, obviously it's a total steal. But then my mom, like the way that her brain worked, she was like, this could never work out because I'm still a few years away from retirement There's no way I could buy this place and hold it for three years while I'm still paying my other mortgage back where my job is. And my mom worked for Department of Children and Families uh, in in Massachusetts. And so I was like, Mom, why don't you see if you could transfer here? Like, transfer your job for the last few years. And she was like, no, because, like, I don't even know where the office is here. I've never worked (laughs) with the Cape Cod office and, like, you know— and so I don't even, know it could be like on Martha's Vineyard. I could have to like take a, like it just, it wouldn't work. And so I was like, can I look through the drawers uh, to the real estate agent? She was like, yeah, go ahead. I opened the drawer. There was a phone book in the drawer. I took it out. I looked up Department of Children and Family Services. It was literally busy across the street. No. Like just go down, hit the walk button, go across the street go like 10 feet down. That was the office. And so I was like, mom, it's literally across the street. You wouldn't even have to drive to work. And she was like, well, obviously everybody wants to transfer to Cape Cod. They're not going to have any like supervisory positions open. (laughs) And I was like, well, The phone number is right here. Literally, why don't you just call and see like or see like how often they come up or whatever. Like maybe we could work this out. And so she was like, like rolling her like she taught me to roll my eyes like she invented eye rolling. So she called and she was like, "Uh, hey, this is Donna St. Ange from um, DCFS in Worcester County. Um, I was just curious, you know how often do like supervisory like social work supervisor positions come up and um and like when when would you expect not that you can predict but when would you expect to have an opening and they were like we have two openings right now when could you Stop start it. when it. could you start like next week and she was like um um and I was just like mom like If ever the universe has pointed a million arrows at something and said, like, you have to do this, you have to do this, like, the universe has never pushed anyone harder. And so, you know, and so she did it. Like, but the whole way being like, like, never believing this could be true for her and... She got the job. She worked across the street from her condo for the last few years of her career. She made amazing friends on Cape Cod. She also, like, got out of her fucking house, which was, like, something that she wasn't doing when she was living back in the other place, like, our hometown. Like, it was just too much. But there on Cape Cod, she was, like getting out her camera and getting out and going birding and meeting people. And she just had, like, so many friends. And she, like, she was always such a talented, like, artisan. She was really good at, like, anything, anything artistic. And she just became this really amazing photographer and learned a ton about photography. And she was just always out, like, taking pictures and even... You know, even after she retired and, like, her health started to maybe decline a little bit, um, and she always had, like, rough health. Uh, But even when it was, like, you know, she probably didn't physically feel like it. Like, she just emotionally felt like it, and she got out there, and she took pictures. And so, anyway, but that's – that was the story of how, like, the universe was just, like – you bitch we're not listening to how it can happen we're not like you've gotten away with it too many times not this time you're moving here and you're gonna like have the life that you want and meet friends and be by the ocean and take pictures and win photography contests and all kinds of things that you tell yourself you don't deserve but she got all those things so I'm happy for that I really love that story Me too. Me too. She deserved it. We all do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really think that it's, well, again, it's a good lesson in, in just like, you know, in balance, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm, I believe in being pragmatic and like, I never would have pushed her into doing something that wasn't realistic. But, also, a lot of people are talking themselves out of things that are realistic every day and That's saying right. it's not it's not possible and I get it. they just can't believe like they can't believe that something good could come easily or or not even always easily, you know sometimes with a little bit of a challenge, but you know they they just can't see how that could be the outcome. And I'm so glad that was the outcome for her. And yeah, and sometimes it just takes like, I mean, sometimes it takes every star aligning and being like, you have to do this. You have to. Because, the and I was saying to Matt that what I said to her at the time was, I get it that this is scary because it's like totally unknown and it's a huge change, but it's something that you were just saying like a few days ago was your dream and you were so sad that you weren't going to get that dream. And now it's all been served up to you on a platter, basically, to try to get, to try to reach out and, and take it. And so if you decide not to take it, that's your decision, and that that will be a choice that you made not to have this. And so it's really it really is up to you. And so I just feel like at that point, (laughs) I don't know if she did it because of like, she was like, Oh, I'll never fucking live it down if I don't like buy this place or you know, every time I'm miserable about something my daughter will be like well you know you could have moved to your dream place in your dream town and had your dream life but you said no so you know but I was just really happy because she talked herself out of a lot of dreams over my lifetime and that time she didn't she couldn't <laughs> she literally couldn't The you know, was couldn't. like, no no
0: <laughs> oh guess what here's a job <laughs> oh guess what you can afford this great place Oh, get, wait, but that's like my, that's like Casa Kismet too. It's Actually, true. Actually, it's kind of like, it's also a little bit what happened with me moving to New York, by the way. <laughs> athletic greens. Really do love our athletic greens.
1: Yeah, that's uh, an easy habit to carry over into the new year. One that I think is, has been very helpful to me.
0: Well, we like it because, first of all, it tastes great. That's a fact. Yeah. It is one scoop in water or you can throw it in your smoothie and it provides literally better gut health, more energy, better immune system, and
1: You get all of these things. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. All in one scoop. All
0: in one scoop. You don't have to take a bunch of pills. You don't have to spend a ton of money. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. And it's literally way cheaper than getting all of those different supplements. It's all in one. Um, And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by... Professional athletes, leading health experts, and me and Casey. (laughs) If you haven't tried it yet, highly recommend. You know, it's good to have a green drink, guys. It's good to have a green drink in your life. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially because, you know, colds and flus, they're just coming and going. One scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash busy. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash busy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Listen, guys, if you haven't gotten wild grain yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but the truth is, Casey and I became so obsessed with wild grain. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads and fresh pastas and artisanal pastries and all kinds. I mean, it's so delicious. And you pop that little frozen loaf of bread in your oven. 20 minutes later,
1: your whole house smells like fresh fresh bread. Steamy bread. I have also, well, talk about New Year's resolutions. Also, resolving to like make more soups because that's like a great way to get vegetables into your diet. And nothing goes better with like soup that you made than like fresh bread and butter.
0: 100%. I made beef stew a couple weeks ago for Birdie and I. And like we had that fresh loaf of bread and butter. And it was just like really a delicious meal. That's living. It was living. also, my kids love the fettuccine pasta, like the frozen pasta, and yeah, I love it really because good. I know it's like ready really quick, and it's fresh, and it's delicious, and we all love it. Um, guys, all you have to do to sign up is go to wildgrain.com slash busy and choose what kind of box you want to receive and how often. It's very easy to reschedule or to cancel it or to skip it if you need to because you're going out of town. I'm obsessed with wild grain. Plus for a limited time you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash busy to start your subscription. You heard me free croissants in every box and $30 so off. Good. Your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash busy. Or you can just use the promo code busy at checkout. Guys, get into the Wild Grain. You are going to love it. I just, as you were talking, I started to feel like really like low low Oh no. But like I just started to feel like I'm going to pass out. And... And then I just realized that I fully didn't take my ADD medicine this morning. Like, I didn't take Mm. my pills. So
1: I feel weird. Here's the thing. My antidepressants and my ADHD medicine. Here is the thing. I am going to need to talk to the pharmaceutical industry. We need to make a Norplant-type device for ADD meds and for depression meds. Oh, my God. Of course we do. Because, like... Th- because, are- you, know
0: who, you know, who forgets to take their fucking depression medication and their ADHD medication? People who are depressed and have <laughs> ADHD. Exactly. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> needs to be in there. It needs to be yeah, in there. I also just feel so stupid. Like, it, see, this is what happens. This mm-hmm. is literally what happens. Right. 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 Like, I'm so dumb for not taking it. It's like, well, okay. But, no. I mean, also... It's hard yeah. to remember. Look it's at China. Hard- Oh.
1: hi, Gina. <laughs> She's so cute. It's hard to remember. Well, do you want to take your medicine?
0: No, I don't have it here because I'm at Oh, it's... Oh, you got to keep a couple there. Wait, I may. I maybe do have some. Okay, wait, hold on one second. Go. Did you find some? I mean, I, ki- I kind of was. I kind of did get sidetracked. <laughs> <like a> That's <thing. laughs> how so bad it is. Holy shit. Did you find um, any? Me? I found some old... Oh, wait, do I have the... No, my off brand from Mexico, from Mexico. Oh, but I I have uh, there. It's not the right dosage. uh, Yeah, but it's fine. I can take I can take a couple and then it'll be fine.
1: Well, be careful doing math on on no medication. I'll do like half of
0: my prescription because it's the (laughs) middle of the day and I don't want to be up late.
1: Wait, it's New Year's Eve. (laughs) It's new. <laughs> I guess I could exactly be up late. Don't want to be up late. Oh, my God. I know. I'm so mad it's New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve was already, like, the worst. <laughs> like, I, I it's literally— It's always the worst. I have anyone, n- does
0: anyone like it
1: ever? I just saw that our friend Katie Asleton uh, posted on Instagram that she was conceived on New Year's Eve and met her husband on New Year's Eve and that it, it's a good day. And so— she okay. she has done much better with New Year's Eve than I ever have. I still haven't figured out what the fuck to do with New Year's Eve ever. All I know is that I wanted spinach artichoke dip tonight. That's <laughs> from <laughs> that's from California Pizza Kitchen?
0: No, I Houston's. I was going to get it from Houston's. Oh, Houston's. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Or whatever it's called. It's not Houston's, but it's yeah. whatever it's called.
1: Weirdly, um, New Year's Eve was also my parents' wedding anniversary when they eloped in college. Oh, I did know that so weird so that like when i was a little kid i really loved new year's eve because we would always get together at my grandparents and have bad chinese food hello crab rangoon um <gasps> and do you know what i had um, what two nights ago
0: what i went to this restaurant here with jen and Bertie, and well i did try an espresso martini which was
1: oh i saw it on instagram honestly yeah. delightful mm-hmm.
0: they're but- making a comeback I know. Well, that was the whole thing. When Jen, one of the early times Jen and I hung out, like maybe the first time we really hung out, Uh we went to dinner and the waiter came to take our drink order and she ordered an espresso martini and I was like, what? And was like kind of making fun of her for it. And then she was like, no, no, no. It's all the rage. They're coming back. And so she made me try it. It is really tasty, but then it's like, you're just going to be up all night,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, it's like vodka Red Bull, but like classier. I
0: hate Red Bull.
1: (laughs) Red Bull? What does it taste like? It's cough medicine, right? Yeah. 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 I've just never, I've never
0: liked energy drinks ever, 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 which is so weird because I could, you know, before I was diagnosed, I would self-medicate with caffeine for my ADD. Sure. And, but I could only do coffee. I could only do that the all yeah. the,
1: all that Starbucks all the yeah. time, yeah. Um, Andy Cohen it is so weird because I think that he I don't know if he's diagnosed. And sorry if you're not Andy and you're listening, lol. Um, but I he has ADD as well. But he always said that uh, coffee caffeine was too rough on him, and he drank tea. And I was like, I wouldn't rough think on that. What, like his stomach? I don't know. He just said that, like, no. I don't think it was his stomach. I think he said like coffee made him too jangly. And I was like, I wouldn't think that any caffeine would be any match for. No, I could you.
0: You used to watch me drink coffee. Yeah, it was like disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I drank some I I could drink so much caffeine. Oh my gosh! Sometimes busy. I would drink so much caffeine, and like it would it would. Be as if I hadn't had any. I yeah. Well, because when you have ADHD, it's like it's like medication. It Um, is, but that's what that's what people that's what undiagnosed people with ADHD do a lot. Yes, they self-medicate, yes. not even knowing what they're doing. Yes. I never, I never realized that like the only way to feel normal was when I had like massive amounts of caffeine in me.
1: Oh my it was, like God. when my
0: brain would work. Or, you know, I used to say, because I would get all those sinus infections, that when I was on Sudafed, right. like literally a Sudafedrine, which is speed, speed, which is how yeah. you treat ADD. Right. But, like, the time, you know what I feel like the best is honestly when I'm on Sudafed. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, can do work and get things done
1: and <laughs> focus. Interesting. I don't, I mean, I'm down to so little coffee now. It's insane. Like, I used to drink ginormous Like, I would have two coffees in the morning, then get the train, go into New York City for work, and then get, like, the giantest iced coffee that they would sell at Dunkin' Donuts. And then I was like, I'm so, like, cranked out. Like, I'm being such a bitch. Like, yeah. and, like, I hardly even talked to anyone at that job, to be honest. I was just being a bitch inside my own head. And that was unpleasant (laughs) for me. And I was like, I... think I got to cut back on the coffee. And so I cut back to like two cups a day just in the morning. But like now in the pandemic, I decided that even that was like too much caffeine. So we started having half-calf. And then I started taking a medication I told you a while ago that made me like not like coffee that much. So I have one cup of coffee in the morning that's half-calf. And like... That's like so much of my personality is just gone. I have a half a cup of coffee a day. I'm officially a lightweight.
0: Wait, did you? Do you? You've tied your your personality to your, your coffee consumption.
1: So much of my personality was just like I gotta get coffee, or I, yeah. I had too much coffee. Like so much of what I said in the course of a day had to do I with coffee. That. Yeah, I get that. I think
0: that we all. That's like, you know, Mark has a thing about food. Yeah. Um, like where where is he? Well, and coffee too. You're right, right. and it becomes his whole personality. Like, where right. am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? Where's the cough- Where's the good coffee? What's the good- like? And it's always like those are the things you know. When you go to Hoffman, you have to stop doing all the things that you habitually right. do, right. right? And like those are the things that people don't think of as habitual avoidance yes. of like life, but yes. those are the things that's like you have to look at kind of the closest because, yeah, I mean, even for you to be able to acknowledge like so much of my, what I would talk about to people was this thing that isn't like, by the way, isn't like, doesn't really say
1: anything about you or them. Right. And honestly, like, I'm sure it makes people think like it's boring to other people. Yeah, It's boring and people think that you're like a dull dolt when you're but like... But you have to like examine
0: why that's the default, right? Like yeah. what are you protecting? Yes. And is it necessary for you to protect it? Yeah. I really think it's interesting. Like I I wish Mark would go off. <laughs> Mark, I'm sorry if you're listening to this one. Um, but I do wish he would because I think that those are the things that like that's, like, the deeper layer of shit where you're, like, you peel it back and you're, like, yeah. what am I actually afraid of?
1: It's you a know? hard situation with Mark because I will say I have benefited millions of times oh, yeah. from him knowing where the best restaurant it's was true. and, like, making the effort to go there when I just would true. have been, like, oh, I'm just skipping dinner or whatever. Um, he, Like, he'll you'll turn around and he'll be holding, like, the best pizza in the city or whatever, you know? So that's... I would be... I would be sad for myself to see that characteristic of him gone, but I would be happy for him if he figured out that, like, he felt more peace without caring about where the best pizza in the city was, you know?
0: But maybe... I don't know. But maybe that just is who he is. I don't fucking know,
1: guys. I don't who knows? Know. All I know is like a coffee personality is not an interesting personality. And that's like a hard thing to reckon with. Um, because it's not even like I wasn't even talking about the best coffee, just about how I needed coffee and how I had too much coffee and how I couldn't wait till I could have coffee again. Um And I realized that it's, like, kind of the ritual of it, I think, that Mm. I appreciated more than anything. But anything can be a ritual and, um, yeah. And so, like, I guess it's about, like, making good rituals versus, like, empty, meaningless, repetitive rituals. I think it's kind of, like, why I like having text chats with people as a – this is so weird. This is going to sound like – uh, weird, and like I, I miss seeing people in person. And we've talked about this before. So much of seeing people in person, though, is like you look great. What's that outfit? What are you doing to your hair? Have you lost a few pounds? What are you doing? Are you do like? And it just devolves into this like really shallow. And then it's just kind of ongoing. Like if you have a gathering with people and everybody has that conversation, then pretty much like the time is over by the time you're done having that conversation about like how everyone looks and what they're doing and you know, where they've been or what, you know, where their sweaters from or whatever, all this like meaningless shit. But like, when you have an ongoing text chat with people, all of that stuff is like you're not asking because you don't know if the person looks great, you don't know if they lost weight or gained weight, you don't know if they're wearing a sweater or whatever. Like so I like I I feel like recently some of my best conversations are over text. And that was true with my mom, but also with like my real true friends. I like having conversations with them over text because yeah. all of the subtext is you can't waste your time chewing the subtext, I get. Not no, not subtext. What is what's the word I'm looking for? You can't waste time talking about superfluous things. You're just talking right. about like real shit. Right. The inconsequential is like just
0: pushed to the side.
1: Yeah, cuz like you can't The polite
0: see it. like yeah, it's like the polite like conditioning that we all have. Mhm. Of like how to be a person and how to have conversation yeah just that's what's interesting like i think i've told you this like i feel like my kids don't do that with other kids like with their friends oh that's interesting because i think there's so much of their lives has been online right but like even when they when they see each other when they talk like it's like i don't know they like cut they cut to it they get right cut right to the chase all right See, I can't even. I can't talk. This is
1: a disaster. <laughs> this is a fucking disaster. This that's inter- di- that's disaster. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then well, I'm also fascinated by kids. Like how much more confident and like smart they are about the way they look in things. Sometimes, like uh, like the fact that like kids know how to pose in photos. Like I just learned how to smile when I was like 24 years old. You know what I mean? Like oh, I learned right. how to because like they have spent. Smile- They've gotten immediate feedback. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm used to like taking a picture, uh, at school, getting it back six weeks later and realizing that like my top lip was curled under and stuck to the top of my teeth. And there's Or if nothing- you're cricket
0: and you're just like, I'm not ever gonna smile, <laughs> that's my thing.
1: I'm never uh, smiling in a photo. Oh, my gosh. I don't really smile a lot in photos either um, unless they're super candid and I wasn't aware that they're, that it wasn't being taken. But it is because like how many times like I got a photo back from the photo mat and was like, oh, I did it again. Top lip curled under teeth. Ch- yeah, like that. Like a marionette. I don't know. what is, <laughs> What is that smile? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not great. Like, it's not a looking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, but like it used to take us weeks to learn that that's what we looked like.
0: I mean,
1: (laughs) they just know. They just know. Why were school photographers not telling us that we were doing that? I think they were. I think they tried. Or also they were like, they were so stoned. Fuck it. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck. Eli is still scarred from... I forget what it was—a high school picture. He's not scarred, um, but he does bring it up, so you know. Um, but it was his high school picture, uh, but st- not a senior portrait. It was the one that you still got taken in school, and um, the photographer set him up sitting a certain way, and he was like, "Actually, can I face the other way? Because that's my better side." And she was like, "You're high maintenance." <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> And he was like, excuse me for wanting to take a picture from my better side. Also, though, I'm so, like, that he
0: had a better side at 15 (laughs) is wild. (laughs) I, like, still don't know what my better side is. I really don't. Well, wait. Maybe I do. I don't know. Do
1: you know? I feel like I know because, um, well, I mean, in as much as I could believe this person, but when I got my nose pierced... uh, She told me what she felt was my better side because she was like, you want to, like, you know, you're putting the nose piercing where it is. And then, and then. So that's your better side? This is, according to her, my better side. I think, I mean, they're both, whatever. It's fine. I'm no Mariah Carey. What does that mean? Well, she has, like, a side that she likes to show. Oh, oh. Yeah. Barbara Streisand as well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. I don't. I mean, a lot of people do, and then a lot of people are like, well, whatever. It's like the world's not going to explode if you see the other side of my face, but some people will, if they're famous, make a whole television show, rearrange their set so that that they can sit showing their good side.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I always think it's funny when people don't mention it like people just know like you know but I'm like I would just say if I was super famous I'd be like oh I made you switch the set around because I want to show my good side that the nose piercer said was my good side so that's why we're sitting like this suddenly that's why we flipped the set around does that happen a lot no it's so rare that's why you notice it when it happens Right, right, right. you know and people have to be super famous in order to make that even happen. Yeah, in order to like can you imagine <sighs> having the nerve? I want you to try that though. When you do press for girls 5eva, I want you to be like ask um, Colbert or whatever, whatever show you go on, can you sit on the other side and see what they I mean, say. That would be so insane. <laughs> I mean, I won't do that. I know, know, but it would be funny just to... Ha- it would be funny to hear how they would react to it and what they would say in telling you no, that that was not possible.
0: Well, do you remember the whole kerfuffle with Jimmy Fallon when Girls 5 when we all went on together and they had these like two high chairs and... Two low chairs, but they didn't tell us that's what was going to happen. And my skirt was so fucking short. Oh, God. And they were like, You have to sit on this high stool. And I was like, I cannot. Right. Like, I will show my entire vagina <laughs> if I do that. Like, I can't, I can't yeah. do that. And then they, they were like, It was a whole, it was a whole
1: kerfuffs. Oh, my God. Well, that was a huge They thought part I of-
0: was high maintenance.
1: It was a huge and part I was of my like, I'm not. job at Watch What Happens Live, just to be like a vagina uh, watch on the headset, being like, "Okay, her vagina's showing." Uh, I've seen so many housewife vaginas more than like a gynecologist to the stars, just because, like, <laughs> you know, a lot of short dresses and not a lot of undergarments. Um, yeah, yeah. Never borrow a dress from a housewife. That's what I'm going to say because there's a good chance she didn't wear underwear in it. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. I don't know. I'm just saying the housewives of, say, five years ago, five to 15 years ago. Anyway, yeah. So that's all what's going on with me. Um, You might have seen on Instagram that I just want to shout them out even though it's kind of like he's on vacation now. But, um the nice people at the Santa Connection connected me with Santa Claus who made a house call a couple days after Christmas so that my kids could get their annual photo with Santa Claus, which they've obsessed. been doing for the past 24 years. Twenty, I mean, I think this is the 25th picture. Um, they, We have a family album of all of them. And... Uh, so Santa came by and he was so nice. And I just wanted to shout out the Santa Connection, which is who put us in touch. And uh, they're wonderful. <laughs> I
0: love that there's something called the Santa Connection. <laughs>
1: they're wonderful. And um, if, you're, if next year when you're celebrating Christmas and you're having an event and you'd like to get in touch with Santa and hope, you know, maybe he could make it to your event if he's not too busy, right. reach out to the Santa Connection. Um well I think it's a hot tip. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for it.
0: Rocket Money <laughs> Managing oh your budget better. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Rocket Money. Um,
0: we love you. We formerly, love Rocket Money.
1: Formerly known as True Bill. Is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Who doesn't need that going into the new year? We all do. Just hit the reset button on your finances and get rid of those things that you forgot that you were subscribed to. I mean,
0: over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like streaming services that you you know, download just to watch one show and then the show's over, but then you're still paying for it every month or a free trial or it's like you've run out of articles. So you sign up and it's like, you have to remember to cancel it and you forget to cancel it. And then you've been charged for the last five years or literally like a violin rental charge that I didn't remember I had and was being charged for literally four years. Oh my God. For like one of my kids' violins. whatever. It doesn't even matter. The (laughs) point is Rocket Money found it and they quickly and easily identify the subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. And they make canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. You just find the subscription you don't want. You press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. You don't have to wait on hold with customer service or, you know, do tedious emailing back and forth. Guys, Rocket Money is the answer. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Guys, stop throwing your money away. This is the year. Cancel unwanted subscriptions, manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com best. That's rocketmoney.com best. rocketmoney.com best. Are you ready for a New Year's reset case? I sure am. Well, you know what I love? Tell me. I I love Saqqara because I love Saqqara's organic meals that are nutritionally designed to support your goals. So you can get the results that you want in the new year and beyond. And another thing, they're very delicious, which makes it that much easier to commit to yourself.
1: They are very delicious.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen... We can make 2023 the healthiest year yet. We really can. You deserve it. I deserve it. We all deserve to have an amazing year. And Saqqara makes it easy and delicious. Saqqara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials directly to your door. They're ready-to-eat meals, are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and, you know, eased bloating to boosted energy, clearer skin. You literally will glow from the inside out, I'm telling you. I love Sakara. I've returned to it again and again and again. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakaracom slash best or enter code best at checkout. That's Saqqara, sakar acom slash best. To get 20% off your first order, slash best. Uh, I am truly like, cannot get over the Andrew Tate being arrested because of Greta Thunberg. <laughs> That's how you say it. That's how you say it. That's the correct way to say it. I was, I was, <laughs> oh, okay. I was, um, Not corrected, but there was a woman that was that actually is Danish. What is she? Oh, okay. What is Greta? Greta? I don't. Where is she from? Swedish. She's Swedish. Oh, she's Swedish. Right. So this. So uh, my friend's girlfriend is Swedish. Yeah. And I said her. I was talking about the Andrew Tate thing, and she was like, "Oh, Greta Thunberg." And I was like, "Oh, okay. That's how you say it. I guess. (sighs) Yeah."
1: So I was like, Greta Thunberg? Um, well, anyway. Um, yeah, that's wild. I was reading that, like, obviously... I think a lot of people don't know who he is, who Andrew Tate yeah. is. I mean, he's just like... Well, I mean, is that good news or bad news, I guess? Is well, like-
0: the thing what I would say is that I think a lot of people who have teenage boys don't know who he is, and they should. Right, and they should know, cause he's because he's just like... Yes, and the teenage boys—whether it's whether they think they're being ironic or whether they're like, it's a fucking thing, Birdie's. Yeah. This is a this is like a thing that we have dealt with, right, in middle school with right. boys in Birdie's class, and I, you know, obviously have a kid who's just so vocal about. When they see, like, injustices right. and, like, hate speech and, you know, and then also, like, Bertie explained to me who Andrew Tate was, like, a year ago. Right. And I did a s- small deep dive and was, like, thoroughly uh. horrified. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of the boys in Bertie's class, like, talk about him like he's cool. Right. You know? And I I don't know if their parents are aware.
1: Right. So, (laughs) like, yeah, there's this class of, like, internet kind of star uh, that, I guess, is that what Andrew Tate is? Like, he's famous on the internet. So, yeah. I mean, he's been, he was kicked off of
0: most platforms i think yeah he's like a social For, media personality uh-huh. but he was but the, he was also like a, a kickboxer yeah i was gonna say that's i was like he's a wrestler or kickboxer, or something like that yeah um yeah profe- former professional kickboxer he's literally like tom cruise and magnolia yeah Yeah. Only like more disgusting.
1: Yeah. So if that's
0: possible. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise's character in Magnolia. Right. Exactly. Um, Because he would have, he had these like paid courses about masculinity, I think. And like, and part of his whole thing is that, yeah, like women are property and you take what you want. Right. And like he had claimed at one point, Bertie showed me this video like a year ago where he was talking about I think like why he moved to Romania was because rape was legal there like it was like it's so vile it's beyond
1: horrendous um yeah it's not good uh And, yeah, so I guess it's, like, one of those people that you might not be aware of, but that, yeah, your kids could be, like, mainlining his content. Um, And so he and Greta Thurnberg, or Thurnberg, how how we were were all saying it up until a minute ago, um, had, like, a little exchange on Twitter where uh, she kind of burned him. I mean... She really roasted him uh, because what he was like talking to her about how many cars he had and he didn't care how much fuel they used or whatever. Right, yeah. <clears throat> and um, you, you guys are probably all aware it's worth like looking into if you're interested. But um, then he made a video that a lot of people are saying is the reason why he was then arrested by Romanian authorities for like... Sex trafficking, right? Or human trafficking? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think it was, yeah, human trafficking and, yeah,
0: yeah, and sexual abuse.
1: Right. And so, but then people are saying, well, it wasn't really because of like the video they have been like working on arresting him for a long time. I guess maybe it was just like the last confirmation or something. I don't know. There's like everybody's and everybody's suddenly an expert all the time, but the timing of it could not have been more, uh, more, I don't even know, like, I mean, the timing was just wild, considering. People thought that he made a video response to Greta that had a pizza box in it, and people were saying, like, it was the pizza box that led Romanian authorities to, like, realize that he was Mm -hmm. in Romania, and then they went in to arrest him, but then other people were like, they were working on that arrest for a long time. So who knows, but it's a good uh, story. I like the pizza box story, and I like giving Greta credit for... Taking him the fuck down. Helping take him down. And hopefully he will actually, you know, <clears throat> pay some consequences for uh, what they're saying that he did because it's uh, horrific. It's horrific. It's. There's mm. so... I mean, all the stuff with, like, Trump's taxes and how he was, like, paying taxes in China and none here and, like, what he... I mean, it's, the corruption is so, it's so thick. Flagrant. It's so flagrant. It's, it's very, very flagrant, very thick, dense, (laughs) heavy corruption. It's heavy corruption. And I'm just like, what is happening? What is happening? It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird, I mean, ugh. 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 It's a weird time. It's a weird time. Yeah. And then I'm like, Barbara Walters died, but Donald Trump lives? I don't, I mean, like, people have things to say about Barbara Walters, obviously. Like, a lot of people are celebrating her, and a lot of people are saying, like, oh, I had a difficult time with her, and bringing up, like, old clips where she maybe they feel like she maybe went too far or whatever I don't know man it's hard it's hard to have a legacy you know yeah when you (laughs) when you've been at it for so long and like I don't obviously like at the time people thought like, yeah, that's what you do, you know? We just, we think differently now. The, here's a, an interesting thing. Have you thought about this at all? Is that, like, a lot of these things, I feel like are younger people finding things and being like, hey, this isn't okay, like, what happened back then or whatever. But right, you and I are like, that's how things were. You know right. what I mean? Like the, like, the standards of what is okay has changed. And that's yes. good. That's progress. But I don't know that we can like litigate what happened in the past or like, you know, or dismiss someone's legacy or what, or like their accomplishments or whatever because, like, of, I mean, it's really hard because some things that people, some people did in the past are so unconscionable that you can't. Like forgive it or gloss over it, right? But like, I don't. When someone was um just not just just is like lets them off the hook, but when when someone was working within the parameters of what like journalistic standards were at the time, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. You know, like I, had there been an internet back then. Maybe it would have been different, but, like, I don't know. Like, the truth is, Barbara Walters, like, broke a lot of barriers and for women that wanted to do that career. But also, you don't get to that place without being, like, a fucking tough person. And you don't get to that place without pushing it sometimes and maybe right. pushing it too far sometimes, so.
0: um, Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I know what you're saying. I There was this tweet. I almost um, posted it on Instagram with the... Did a, like, talked about it on Instagram, but then I was just like, I don't need to do this right now in my life. Um, but there was this tweet that was like, millennials grew up thinking that... Or, like, being told that Bridget Jones was overweight. Like, that's why we're all fucked up. And then somebody else was like on America's Next Top Model, this was supposed to be the plus-size model, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when I did the movie White Chicks, like, I was, the it described, my character, I was the fat girl. Right. And, like, that's how it, it was described in the script. Right. And, like, yeah, okay. like Yes, these things are true, like, right. in the late 90s and the, Lots, right? Early to mid, uh, to, uh, to like last year, yeah. Um, like whatever. <laughs> but you know, yes. Like let's be aware of it, but also it's progress. You know, like we've right. we've made progress. We have to be grateful for the progress that we've made. I guess is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm Ooh.
1: saying. I don't have any. Drugs it's for just it's it's like it's an. <laughs> It's an interesting vantage point to be alive where you've seen both and like, yeah, we've made progress. I'm glad for the progress.
0: Like, are you talking specifically? Cause I don't know. I haven't done any Barbara Walters deep dives, uh, like into what people are saying. Like, did she do interviews and stuff where people are like, she could have, she asked misogynistic questions. She like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yes. I mean, okay. Well, guys, I don't know what to tell you about that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just, we're,
1: I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think that if we're going to be glad that we've made progress, I think we also have to, like, acknowledge and be more settled about the fact that we had to progress from somewhere. And that that exists and it's out there. And, like, Let's not like twist ourselves up, maybe over something that exists and is out there, like just you know, totally. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, but then you know, a lot of other people are just like, you know, it, it's always weird whenever anyone dies, where people are just like, you know, but what about well, Vivian? This? What?
0: We lost Vivian Westwood, yes, Pele. Yes. The first soccer, like the big soccer player. Yeah, big soccer I don't soccer know anything star. about Pele, but I just know that he was like a legend. And then Barbara Walters.
1: Yeah, yeah. Threes. And like Vivian Westwood, who I love as a designer, the first thing that I th- that I thought about was like, oh, remember when she said that? She was anti-Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. And then I was Ugh. like, oh, such a bummer. But, but I, I didn't, to my credit, I didn't tweet like R.I.P. Vivian Westwood. You really made me mad that time <laughs> you said that shit about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I just I just looked at her purses online. Cause I love me a Vivian Westwood purse. I like I'm so tired.
0: Now you guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This podcast is such a fucking downer for the New Year. <laughs> it
1: really. What do we do? I mean, it's New Year. What do we do? By the time people are hearing this, mm. it'll be past the New Year, <sighs> and I'm hoping that maybe people will just be like a, a little bit as depressed as we are at that point.
0: Okay. You know. Okay. Because like the Wait, did the- Paris Hilton like announce something that? She- I thought I saw this thing where she's like, "I'm going to break the internet tomorrow," but then I never saw what it was. Um,
1: that's that's not a good sign for. for, If you're going to break the internet, if you're going to break the internet, to have people not have noticed, she released a new version of "Stars Are Blind." Oh my god, that's what she?
0: I thought she was joining the Real Housewives franchise. I don't know. That's the lamest
1: thing. Oh wait, okay. Two two hours ago, Paris Hilton tweeted, 2022 was an iconic year and releasing my new version of Stars Are Blind made it even more special. I have one more surprise for you all tonight to ensure I close out the year with a bang like a wrecking ball. Can anyone guess what it might be? So I'm guessing she's going to perform on Miley and Dolly's New Year's Eve special. Oh, okay, fine. I don't know why I cared,
0: but I just, like, it popped up in my (laughs) timeline, and then I was like, ooh, I wonder if she's going to join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, she might.
1: She might. But that doesn't
0: sound like it. It
1: sounds like she thinks
0: breaking the internet is just her shitty music, but...
1: I mean, listen. Sorry.
0: Sorry, sorry, Paris.
1: Here's what I'll say. With Elon Musk, like, the internet could break at any time, so it's not, like, an outlandish... (laughs) Like, you and I could break the internet just by, you know... The, inter- the internet's just broken. It's not, it's not, she's been broken. She's, honey, she's been broken. She's been broken and she's trying, but it's not, it's not going great. It's not going great. And uh, the, the internet doesn't heal herself the way no, she's not, she's not like a starfish. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, God. Um, oh, my God. You're so tired. That medicine you, made, that ADHD well, medicine made you so tired. No, it
0: just hasn't hit me yet. But like, but I also did go to a fish concert last night. Which I know, was, that was weird. It was weird. And guess how long I stayed? 40 minutes. Barely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking one song of there. It was essentially one, fish one song. song is 40 minutes.
0: It was essentially one song. My friend had given me mushrooms and I was like already had been drinking with Jen earlier in the day. And then, because Mark has the kids, he took them to
1: see his parents. Drinking and mushrooms, we'll call that Marsala. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love you.
0: Anyway, uh, but like, so then, and I was just like, honestly, I just didn't have anything to do yesterday night. And I had my friend Robin, who I love, I know that she and her husband are like huge fish heads or whatever they're called. Sure. Is that what they're called? Fish fans. Fish fans. <laughs> I don't know. Fish I mean, heads. fish heads work.
1: That works. Like, just,
0: I mean, like it's funny. Yeah. And I've when I tell you don't know a song by fish, don't know like who they are, I just knew that like when I was Young, I thought they were like a Grateful Dead cover band is what I right, thought they were right when I was it's just
1: there's a lot of crossover between their fandom fan base okay
0: yeah. right um but I just but I knew that my friend Robin was like going to all the shows at Madison Square Garden, and I just was like, "What a weird, fucking, weird thing to do. Maybe I should just do it, you know, and see so I texted her, and I was like, "Should I come to fish now, I also want to say. That it was, my choice was either that or binge watch Fleischman in Trouble, Fleischman's in Trouble, which I don't know if anybody's watched it, but. I watched it. You watched the whole thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently it was very hard for Mark. Oh. I can understand under
1: the circumstances.
0: Yes. And also the fact that like Lizzie Kaplan is like was his best friend you know yeah and so it just the whole thing was like really weird for him yeah but he said it was like fucking brilliant and loved it he like loved it yeah and loved claire danes and said that she's incredible
1: she is incredible yeah
0: um and so i
1: kind of wanted to watch it just for her you know what i'm gonna say huh I would have watched it for Adam Brody alone. I think he's incredible. I love everything he ever does. And I love him so much. And I think he's every bit as nice as he is enjoyable as a celebrity. And I thought he was fantastic. Even though his role wasn't the hugest.
0: Well, I don't know. I just felt like that might get a little depressing for me. If I was just like alone watching, binge watching that. But anyway. So then I was like, I'll see if I can... Just buy a ticket on Line and go So I did yeah. Robin's like come meet us So I did And I got there like right as the show was starting And they're in the On the ground level You know Yeah And I like waded in with her To their group of friends mm-hmm. And uh, And then they started playing And they, she, like she and I were like chatting a little bit and then there was this like man in his 40s next to us and he was like can you keep the talking talking." like he was like so aggro because we were talking (gasps) Uh, and then all of a sudden I just like Looked all around Madison Square Garden. This music's playing. These like white guys on stage, and blah 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 blah. And like, and <laughs> now you guys have to remember, <laughs> remember that I had t- taken mushrooms. Um, hold on. I wrote it down because I have to tell you exactly what came into my head, clear as a bell. Because I think that you will appreciate and laugh at it. <laughs> What came into my head was, and I had to ask myself, was getting down to fish at Madison Square Garden on the eve of 2023 just another way I'm complicit in upholding the white supremacist patriarchy? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if, 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 Carrie, Carrie if Carrie Bradshaw was tripping balls. <laughs> And aware of her white privilege. Uh, and I was just like, I have to get the fuck out of here. And. And anyway, I was just like, I can't stay here. What am I? trying? And I literally texted Mark and I was like, what am I trying to prove at fish? What am I doing? And he's like, there's nothing to prove. At fish, and I was like, "This is so dumb. I have to go. I got to get out of here." And <laughs> like, no shade to people listening if they like fucking love fish. No, okay. it's for you. It's for you. I'm not. It's. I'm not yucking your yum. Whatever. It it's not wasn't for you. My. It's not literally not my jam. Yeah. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And Robin's like, bring me back a drink. And I was like, okay. And I just fully knew I was like leaving. (laughs) You know, like, I was like, I will, bye. (laughs) Like never went back. And I texted her that I was texting with Birdie and that like Birdie wanted to talk to me, which was partially true. And, um, sorry, Robin. And, And then I like went and got, Mexican food and then came back and like cuddled with Gina and then was like DMing with this person I don't know. I mean like it was a wild. I went on a yeah. journey. Yeah. By the way, I've never like really DM'd with somebody I don't know. Like um, I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. It's I've, weird. You do it all the time. I do it all the time because I just think that like I don't know. I'm just accessible to people, and people feel, you know, and I, I, here's a weird thing. I was always really weird about texting because I felt bad about like dropping off of a conversation until again, our friend Paul F. Tompkins was like, you don't have to respond to every fucking text I ever send you. Like you don't like, it's not an opening salvo in a conversation where I'm like demanding your attention. If like, it's okay if you just look at it and are like, haha, that's funny or whatever. Like I'm never going to get mad about that. And I was like, oh, I didn't know, like, I didn't know that. But so that's like a thing with me. I have like all kinds of, like i mean this is again this is like a conversation that i'm gonna need to have with like the world's best therapist whenever i find her but i have all kinds of like imagined rules for like etiquette for things for which etiquette doesn't exist and um so like i'm i think write them down (laughs) i think i'm always i'm I i make it part of the canon Yeah, it's, I gotta do something productive with it, but I'm always, I will usually have a conversation with anyone who's being, like, kind, at least. Yeah, it was just funny.
0: Zoc Doc. You know how much we love you. We sure do. Thank goodness for Zoc Doc, especially because you can use Zoc Doc anywhere yeah not even not even in like the place where you live obviously you it's very useful in the place where you live um because you can find high quality doctors real patient reviews thousands of medical professionals um they you can find out immediately if they take your insurance when right. they can see you uh it's all There, It's all there and it's so
1: easy because, listen, I know what it's like. I know that you are like me and you either you saw something on TikTok or you have like a symptom that's been bothering you. And instead of doing what you should do, maybe you get online and you know search your symptoms and next thing you know you're like down a rabbit hole of like worrying and and self-diagnosing yeah self-diagnosing and worse like sometimes even self-treating with some some ideas that maybe aren't necessarily you know good so- <laughs> right Right, You don't need to do that. You don't need to like let your imagination run wild. Just download ZocDoc, get an appointment with an official doctor who can tell you what you're actually looking at and then help you treat it.
0: ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Guys, I've used ZocDoc so many times they have come in handy more than I can tell you. Um, go to ZocDoc.com slash doingherbest and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you can find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash doingherbest. ZocDoc.com slash Doing her best. Then I also... Well, I was texting with you. You sent me that right. song. I, like, was
1: crying. I loved Aww. that song so much. I'm glad you liked it. Um, um, The song that we're talking about is The Hole of the Moon by the Waterboys, which Busy had never heard. But we were just talking about how, like... How... Ha- having big ideas is like a huge part of your personality. I think it's also a huge part of my personality and how sometimes that that's difficult for other people. And like I think that's a reason to love somebody. They're big ideas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, like it's weird when i I rationally recognize that sometimes it's difficult for people, um to be around someone that has these huge ideas and I get it but it's almost like they're speaking a different language that I don't understand because I think that I love people with big ideas you know like I think that's a reason to love them yes I would love to find somebody who loved that about me you will I think you do and Gina does (laughs) that is true (laughs) and I think a lot of your friends do and as I was saying to you and I hope you don't mind if like a share that I think it's once you love that about yourself. And I know it's hard. It's not a switch that you just flip or whatever, but like, I do, I do love it about myself. I know. But once you just like fully allow it to be yourself and it just won't matter who loves it or who doesn't love it. And like, I just, I think it's one of those things where it's fucking impossible until it's not. And there's just going to come a day when you're, like, older, probably, and you're just like, oh, I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Like, your priorities just, like, are different sometimes when you when you wake up one day and you're older and you're just like, oh, this is what I care about now and this is what I don't care about anymore. And your feelings won't be so hurt by people that don't understand you because you'll be like, oh, they don't understand me. Like, poor them, you know? Like, but it takes fucking forever to get there. And it's it's such a fucking crime that it takes us so long to figure ourselves out and to figure other people out. Because it just... You know, because. like It just is. Because how nice would it be if we just knew everything from the beginning and, and we could be easy on ourselves and easy on each other, you know? But we're just doing all this bullshit because we're, like, tripping on things and we can't mushrooms. get... Mushrooms. On... <laughs> mostly for me. Tripping on mushrooms is great, but when I mean, like, you know, there's uh, there's a Prince lyric where he says, sometimes I trip on how happy we could be. And so when I mean tripping on something, I mean, like, literally stumbling over something that you can't get over. And, you know, it's just... Uh, Yeah, tripping can be great, but tripping on something can be bad, too. And I sound like I'm on mushrooms currently. I am not. But you know what I mean? Like, stumbling on something can be great if you can get over it or if you can, like, accept the stumble and recognize the thing for what it is. But sometimes it can just suck and you just keep tripping over the same fucking thing. And you're like, yes, it's hard for me. What am I doing? I was in
0: Mexico during the solstice. And, you know, I like to take the solstice as my opportunity of thinking about the year and the new year and starting a new year. Yeah. You know? And, like, I was near Mayan temples. It was really cool.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Cricket and I went. It Uh... was...
0: wild. I had dreams about it last night actually. No, I didn't. No, no I didn't. I had dream- I had thoughts about it this morning in my <laughs> energy healing that I went to. Um but I was like trying to think of what I wanted to leave finally behind in this year, you know, like is there a thing I can And obviously like nothing's absolute, right? Like you make Resolutions or declarations or whatever you want to call them and like with the knowledge that everyone is imperfect and everything that you sort of decide to put out there, like you will obviously, name of the fucking podcast, do your best at, right? Like leaving it behind. Yeah. But there will be like days and moments and whatever where maybe it... I mean I guess if you if you have things like stop eating ice cream I mean you can like do that you know
1: <laughs> if you want I mean the only successful resolution I've really ever had is stop drinking diet coke That's what I'm saying like you if you pick something like
0: that's not like sort of more theoretical right. I think it's easier to stick to right yeah So give up fake sugar, everybody, or do whatever, you know, whatever it is. You do or you don't. Um, Yeah. I just kept thinking of the lyric from Sarah Beth Tomberlin's song, 17. Did I tell you this? I don't think so. I just, it kept coming, like, into my head for the whole, like, for, like, 24 hours when I was in Tulum, you know around the winter solstice and the lyric is you only love the people who don't love you back what's up with that are you done with that and I it's a really beautiful lyric and she sings it so beautifully and I was thinking about like that idea like why is that coming into my head and I don't think that I only love the people that can't love me back you know Or they don't love me back. Ooh, maybe that's the bigger point, right? I think that I like have a tendency due to all kinds of fucking bullshit, you know? (laughs) Your upbringing and like your parents and all kinds of stuff where I do really gravitate towards a, a thing in relationships where I like... I don't know. Fi- like I find people who I am constantly trying to convince, right? And you know, the truth is obviously guys like it's a, it's all in you, right? Like I without self-love, like without me having my own love for myself. It's what you just said, you know. Yeah. yeah. The way that you stop doing that is you start, like, truly loving yourself. Yeah. But it's fucking hard because sometimes I feel like I get tricked.
1: It's hard because, well, you're making me think of, like, again, people have asked me for parenting advice a million times. And I always say that my best advice is everybody loves their kids. I like my kids. You know, and, I, and those are two different things, but they go together and they work together. And I think a lot of, everybody loves their kids. A lot of people, I don't think, take the time to like their kids. And to that means, like, getting to know them and see them as, like, individual people who are, like, independent from you in a lot of ways and being their own people, and, like, you have to like them as people, you know? And it works It works together because, like, part of the responsibility of making them likable was on me, you know, and how, like, I taught them as they were, like, if I hadn't done the work that I did earlier, and if Matt hadn't done the work, it would have been harder to like our kids, but it was easy because, you know, because we helped them grow into people that are, like, our people, which is, like, so lucky for us. But I think that, like, on some level, like, everybody gets it. You understand. You love yourself. Yes, I love myself. I love myself. Everybody's telling me that all the time. But, like, sometimes it's really hard to like yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And I think that it's maybe, like, you could try to figure out why you could try to say well like sometimes I do things that aren't likable well that's everybody you know what I mean like sometimes I do things that I'm ashamed of that's everybody but I think like at the root of it is like knowing yourself and so that's why it made me so happy when you're saying like I ditched the fish concert because that was like a moment of like knowing yourself and being like I was denying who I was when I came here, when I got this ticket. Like, I came here with the best of intentions and, like, I tried it. But, like, in this moment, I know myself and I know it's not for me and I'm 100% okay, like, walking away from this and getting Mexican food and going back home. And you tried another new thing that you hadn't really you know that you hadn't really tried and definitely wasn't for you but you still tried it and you know so who the fuck knows but like those are all things that you do to like get to know yourself you know what i mean so i'm proud of you that you're doing those things i also want to point out one other thing that i think like i've never heard you talk about this and i'd be curious to hear if you ever thought about it or what you think about it but we're talking a lot about having adhd and I think that a behavior of ADHD people is like a seeking behavior sometimes, Um, like thrill-seeking, you know? And so a Mm. lot of ADHD people, or like adrenaline-seeking, because adrenaline is probably like self-medicates you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to throw this out here. So like a lot of the typical things that you'll see, like if you read like the signs of, like, erratic driving and you know like or like you know I'm a crazy driver (laughs) crazy driver I do know um and like these are things that we've we've talked about in our family a lot too because like you know obviously we have people that are going through the same things uh and driving is always an issue of like because it's really hard because again it's like speaking another language like I don't understand why you would drive that way but I think it's because like that like Like, having your adrenaline on, like, high alert at all times. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. But what I'm going to throw out there with respect to relationships is that if people who have ADHD are, like, just programmed to sort of have riskier behavior or whatever, like, it also stands to reason that any type of relationship where it's a sure thing and the person is 100% guaranteeing you that they love you and then they're never going anywhere and that you're the best thing since sliced bread mm. is probably going to be less appealing to the way that your brain is wired than somebody who can't promise you anything because that's a riskier proposition. Hmm. <laughs> And so okay. that's the way that your brain is used to working Mhm. Your brain is used to like just existing kind of like in this constant state of you know for lack of a better word, like peril, you know mhm and so i just i don't know I wonder that sometimes. I wonder if that makes it harder for people who have a d h d to be in relationships where somebody is just like you will never have to worry about me I will always be there I will be your constant northern star you know what I mean because Mm -hmm. like an ADHD brain wants to be like getting tossed around at sea a little bit you know and like Mm -hmm. maybe in trouble maybe not you know um Mm -hmm. I don't know I have you ever thought about that do you think that's true or do you think I'm full of shit
0: I mean, Casey, I haven't been nailing it in the (laughs) relationship department, so I don't know.
1: (laughs) I know. It's hard. It's so, again, it's so fucking hard to figure out. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that like, I see you trying, you know, I see you trying and I see. I didn't you. even
0: know what a boundary was until like a year and a half ago. <laughs> and you're doing... I'm
1: laughing and I'm crying, guys. Don't worry you're about doing, me. I'm fine. <laughs> you're doing great at boundaries. You know what I mean? And I you're, think I'm doing okay at it. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> I really am. I'm really yeah. trying. Yeah. That's all you can do, and like you fucking keep trying every day. You know, you keep trying every day. I just, I guess. Here's my wish for here's my New Year's resolution for you. <laughs> Is when I'm so glad. To are have you allowed? One. Are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed <laughs> yeah, to have a New course. Year's resolution for your friend? Yeah, just, you should be able I to just do that. Want you. To, like, know that, like, sometimes things don't work out if it's, like, a job or a relationship or a friendship or, like, a family thing or just anything. Sometimes things don't work out, and it has fucking zero to do with you. And, you know, and even if you had been what you thought of in your mind as perfect, it might not have worked out. It might not have worked out. And even if you had been in your mind what you thought of as perfect, it would be wrong because you wouldn't be you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... You just can't... All you can be is who you are when you wake up in the fucking morning and you can try to do better than you did in the past and try to do better than you did yesterday. But if it's like what I was saying about like Barbara Walters and legacies or whatever, if there was nothing to improve upon, like what would motivate us to keep going on? You know, if there was nothing to do better at, what would, you know, and if there were, if everything was a high high, everything would also be a low low because we wouldn't know the difference. So I just feel, I just feel like. Someday, there's going to be someone that loves every wild thing about you and, you know, thinks that that all the things that any person ever criticized about you are funny or endearing. You know what I mean? Like, things that everything that you're embarrassed about is cute. Um, but the weird thing is it'll probably happen at like long after you give a shit about what, what anyone thinks of any of that stuff, you know, but then it'll all be okay. You know, it'll all be okay. You're doing great. You're doing great. And it doesn't matter. You're doing great. And it doesn't matter because it's still hard. You know, but you're doing great. You're doing your part.
0: Do you know what I'm doing tomorrow? What? I'm flying coach to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> that really did not want to hook me up. And that's okay. I get it. But holy shit. How am I going to do this? Just be glad I you're flying. Well, I mean, it's you can't fly Southwest to Sweden. The Southwest thing debacle is wild, but it also has like so little to do with the weather situation and so much to do with
1: their infrastructure. Their infrastructure, infrastructure, I read yeah, that
0: they like they really, they really boned it. Our editor guys.
1: Josh came over uh yesterday so that I could give him uh, his <laughs> holiday gift from you and I. He liked the bird pillows um, <laughs> we the the um sweater that I got busy with Gina on it, our editor Josh also has three adorable birds and I got him pillows with uh his birds on them um but anyway, we were standing in my driveway and three well okay, you know how I live at the airport practically like yeah. airplanes land. three southwest planes went over in the few minutes that we were talking but we were trying to decide if it was three separate Southwest flights or if it was just one Southwest plane like circling around (laughs) trying to figure out what was going on. But anyway I'm glad you're going to Sweden Is it for like birdie purposes or you purposes? Well
0: technically both kind of but it was birdie's It's like it was like a gift to Birdie from me. Oh, nice. Um, But I'm also like, I have nothing planned. Yeah, (laughs) to do, and like, I think we're just gonna chill (laughs) in Sweden. That'll be good. I actually am excited about it. I think it's gonna be nice. I'm. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's gonna be good. I'm like good. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm excited, to. I don't know if I am. I don't know what I want to do right now. This is, I'm having a hard time in this moment. Well, currently. I
1: mean, yeah. Well, you'll figure it out when you get there. It'll be an adventure.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, I have two s- separate friends named Martin who live in Sweden. So if you need any help. Uh, from a martin from specifically named martin yeah i can hook you up well yeah
0: i think i might i don't know the only thing i kind of wanted to do but i don't know but i I think it's too far i can't i don't know i want to like drive far up to where you can like see the northern lights but i think it takes like a Uh. day
1: Yeah, that is, that's like my only bucket list item maybe is to see the Northern Lights. I I want to too. I don't know. Like, again, that's like a thing that you can't like, you can't just buy a trip to see the Northern Lights and demand to see them or get your money back. You know, it's like a chance thing. Well, there's better,
0: there are some times that are better than others. Right, right. Um, And the winter's good. Yeah. Uh, And wait, I found this hotel. I think it's actually like in Finland. Uh Uh-huh. And it's, I'm going to send it to you. It's so fucking wild. It's like these like giant glass igloos.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And it's like specific for the purposes of like the Northern Lights. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, that's the whole point of going... To this place.
1: Sometimes the Northern Lights um, visited Prince Edward Island, but never during a time when we were there. We never caught them. That always seemed. Oh, really? Like a, seemed like a real fuck you from the Northern Lights to me. But you know, try not to take it personally. Are you confident driving in Sweden?
0: No, I'm not going to. I'm not doing that. This. this is also like it's in Finland. It's not.
1: Oh, well. How long are you staying in Sweden for?
0: I don't am I ever coming back? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. You just don't know. I really don't know. Um sorry, I cried a lot. I just am sad right now and yeah. yeah. It'll be fine. It's all gonna be
1: fine. And then you're
0: sad, everybody's sad.
1: Yeah. We're sad. What, what Guys, we're sad right now. To, what better time to cry than when you're sad?
0: Yeah, that's actually what my energy healer said.
1: (laughs) She was like, grieving
0: is valid. And also, like, sometimes things aren't, like, even completely finished and you can grieve them. You need to grieve what you're moving past. You know what I mean? She's like, you move past things all the time. Like, people move past things all the time. And, like, I'm, like, grieving a particular idea in this moment, you know?
1: Grieving and, things that you wish had happened that didn't yes, happen, that aren't going yes, to happen.
0: that aren't happening. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's also just interesting because of, like, you know, where I feel like I was a year ago to now. And, like, I'm just, it's like a, yeah, I'm constantly surprised by the whiplash of life and, like, I know I shouldn't be, like, I should try to, like, get on board with it lashing me. But I, it's hard to yeah. ever. It it just is. It's so hard to ever just kind of be with that, you know? But yeah. But I'm not a person that's afraid of being uncomfortable. I'm really not. I'm not a person right. that's afraid of change. I mean, I guess maybe at one point I was, but... I'm not. I just.
1: Well, I was just going to say that about you is that like one of the things that I love about you and one of the reasons that like our I think our relationship is interesting is like that I'm pragmatic and I'm like always like, let's see what happens, you know, like, let's try it and let's see. But you are like the opposite. You're like, let's do this and it's gonna happen and you know you really go for things in a way that I admire like I I think that's so great and everybody needs a person like that but sometimes like you know I'm sure you stick your hand into a wood chipper because (laughs) you know what I mean like you're just like let's go for it and not think too much about What if it goes wrong? Because that's how, like, you know, we're just talking about my mom. Like, she talked herself out of things because she was always thinking mostly of what would go wrong. And, like, you go for things and, like, a lot of the times it works out, you know? But I think also sometimes when it doesn't work out, it's maybe feels more surprising to you than it would to, like, me. Because I already had in my mind, like, how it could fail. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, it makes a ton of sense.
0: Like, I'm always shocked at my own surprise. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like very, very consistently like, like I'm surprised right now by my feelings. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me how I like. Yeah, I'm always shocked by my own disappointment and grieving when things don't go the way that I want them to. Yeah. Because I do, like, you're right. Like, I go into things, like, so fucking full steam ahead. Yeah. And I don't consider the possibility that it won't work. Right. And then when it doesn't, or if it doesn't, I really, it really, like fucking knocks me to the ground it really
1: does you're devastated well I get
0: devastated I really get devastated you're right oh my god
1: oh my god (laughs) well I can tell you from the perspective of somebody who is like you know when things don't work out and then I'm standing there saying like yep this is what I thought could happen and now it's happening there's no fucking victory in that you know what I mean like there's no victory in, in being like yep I knew it you know, like there's that's not a good feeling either. It's not. It's it's not a good feeling when someone else tells you "I told you so," and it's a, definitely not a good feeling when you tell yourself "I told you so." No, you know. So I mean, it's like it's six to one, half dozen of the other. But I think that's why, like, I enjoy you so much because we're like, you know. Like balanced in that way, where I'm like, okay, here's the three things we need to consider. Here's the three ways it could go, and you're like, okay, yeah, whatever, let's go though. You know, <laughs> it's going to be I'm the like, good yeah, yeah, way, yeah, yeah, whatever, because we're going to do it. <laughs> and a lot of times we do, and so you know what I mean. Oh, like we've done it. <laughs> let's be real. Yeah, but I do wish that there was. I wish there was a way to mitigate my heartbreak. To live, Yeah, I wish there was a way to live like that and not feel the heartbreak when when something doesn't go the way that you thought, uh, just a little bit. But that's the cost of doing business as that kind of person, right?
0: It's the cost of doing business.
1: <laughs> and by business, As a business I mean, woman. Like, the business of life, you know? That's the cost of like being that kind of person that can like just run headlong into adventure all the time. And like, you know, so many times you don't hit an iceberg, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you really fucking do. Yeah. Well, guys, happy fucking (laughs) new year. Uh (laughs) Do you have any like your, well, we were talking about resolutions. I feel like everybody's kind of over resolutions. But do you have anything that, like, just – I feel like I'm going to, like, read more. How basic oh, is I'm that? Defi- I'm definitely not going to read more. You're definitely not going to read more? No, for
0: sure not. It's um, not. I mean,
1: you read a lot as it is.
0: No, I don't. Not anymore. No, no, no. I feel
1: like I just read a lot of junk. I got this book for Christmas. Oh, uh, what's it called? It's called Dickens and Prince by Nick Hornby. Oh, um I like Nick Hornby's. Writing. I like Nick Hornby too. He, I think, like he's a little um, dudeish for me. I'm he's trying to always think. been so dudeish. You know what I mean? Like it's like he's every yeah. dude that I love's favorite writer, and he's really, you know, he he's very dudeish. Whereas, like, I find mm. Wally Lamb to be like really good at writing feminine characters. Anyway, what I don't know what I'm saying, but anyway, I do like Nick Hornby. Uh, Nick Hornby. Um, and he wrote this book called Dickens and Prince. That's like uh comparing two of my favorite people: Charles Dickens, Victorian novelist, and Prince, American rock star. But um, right in the first page, not the first page, but in the first few pages, he mentions like Nick Hornby's talking about people that have influenced his writing, and he uh name drops my friend Elizabeth McCracken. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, which is so cool. Elizabeth um, was a colleague of our friend Kathy from college, who they were librarians together. And Matt and Elizabeth were in Kathy and Michael's wedding, everything. But we've gotten to know Elizabeth over the years. And I thought that was so cool that she was like name dropped in this book. And uh, I'm really excited to read that. But it's a little book. So I think it'll only take me a couple hours, maybe. Um.
0: Well, I like that you're going to read more. I'm again not going like, <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be good. Whatever it is, you're going to just decide, and I'm going to I'm going to nail it. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to really I'm really going to nail it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my gosh, Gina so, just came over to have her head petted, so I'm petting uh, Jeannie's head.
1: That's Gina's She's so resolution.
0: Cute she is. So cute.
1: I feel like everyone I know has a Gina. I've I realized that over like looking at Instagram. I feel like everybody has a golden that, doodle. A golden doodle now. It's like the most trendiest. Yeah, it's the most popular dog. Who knew? I didn't really realize that, and then I, I was didn't. Like, How well, long we bought
0: her? People? I don't, I didn't. That wasn't a thing. I don't yeah. I remember seeing ever many doodles. Yeah, but they just became very popular, <laughs> and I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah, happy, I mean,
0: happy for them.
1: I have seen, what do you think about this? When the, um, you know, we know about the nurses getting trouble on TikTok for saying, like, what grossed them out about people that came into the hospital. Do you remember that? Like, women that were about to give birth. But I've also seen a lot of TikToks where vets are like, um, here's what kind of dog I wouldn't get after, like, being a vet or, like, after working in, like, a vet's office. Like, would. when they say golden doodle, would that, like, upset you or hurt your feelings on Gina's behalf? No, I don't give a fuck. They don't have <laughs> to have I mean,
0: So don't have Gina, vet. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I wonder. I,
1: because people, what, what are, do they say? Are, I think, are golden doodles not good? No, I think it's because they're, like, you know, because maybe they're anxious or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Golden doodles aren't anxious. But they're they, bred to be emotional support dogs. I don't know exactly why, but I do know that I saw a vet say that they wouldn't get a golden doodle, but it wasn't uh, for like a health reason or whatever. I think it was like a, a behavior reason. But then they said other things, you know, other breeds of dogs for like health reasons, et cetera, Gina, et cetera. No.
0: Gina. No, Gina.
1: Oh, separation anxiety. They have. I sep- think that, well, I think that the
0: pandemic dogs do. Yeah. Um, Gina doesn't have separation anxiety. That's good. That's good. Like, she doesn't bark or whine or cry when we leave at all.
1: Oh, good. Ever
0: It says she they She just, like,
1: sleeps. Reasons why you would consider not getting a golden doodle are very high energy. Yes. Which... That is true. Yeah.
0: Gina, like, Gina definitely needs to, like, run around and go to the dog park and, like, right. run with other dogs and play. Yes.
1: That they're high maintenance because of, yes, like, their fur. fur. Uh-huh. Yes, that's true. Um that they're expensive because of the um, high fur maintenance. I would agree. Um, I don't know. Oh, my God. You there? Hello? Hello.
0: Well, Mercury is in retrograde. I do want to say that. <laughs> but are they expensive because they make you drop your Zoom recorder and then they headbutt you? Oh, my yes, God. Come here. Come here, Gordon. That could be possible. Are you Okay.
1: But I just wondered, it always makes me wonder because people are so like, you know, they love their dogs so much. I always wonder if those vets on TikTok that are like, I wouldn't get this breed. I wouldn't get this breed if they're like just causing people intense pain. Because I would think that people would be so defensive of their dog breeds.
0: Yeah. I mean, wait, now I'm concerned though. Because I think I knocked those pills off. Wait, hold on. It's, oh, God. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Casey. I mean, because we can't have Gina take a five ounce. Oh, God. All right. Well, I don't remember how many we're left. Okay. I just have to walk. Uh, all right. You just stay with me. I don't know where they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't bug me when I need It doesn't someone. bug you when no, somebody's No, but like it's that. like, but like, if somebody, you know, Like, let's just say if somebody, if I loved fish and someone was like, not for me, that it wouldn't bother me. Right. I'm not a person who easily gets like deterred from things because of others' opinions of it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. One time we had on Watch What Happens Live, we had the American kennel club finalists i think the dogs and their owners came on and there was like this you know the kind of dog that it like looks like a sheep dog but then the hair is almost in like like big ropes
0: yes i do
1: we had that kind of i don't know what that but i know that andy made a joke that the dog smelled weird and uh he had to literally apologize on air because the owner was so upset but did the dog smell weird I don't know. I didn't smell it. Is it a Commodore? Is that the name? That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I didn't get close enough to the dog to know if it smelled or whatever, but he was just joking, but he did have to apologize because the owner's feelings were very hurt.
0: But that's I mean, not like that's. But that's you know. like not about a whole breed. That's literally right. about like that one a dog. dog.
1: Yeah, and, by the and way, also that would like hurt that, my feelings if that somebody person was like, Ew, like
0: Gina's gross. I'd be like, Yeah, Are you exactly. Out of your fucking mind. Exactly. She's the best dog in the world, and I love her so much. All right. Well, I think I got these pills up. I don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Casey. <sighs> I think we should end this podcast. <laughs> Guys, we love you. We love you. Happy New Year. Thanks for showing up, sticking around. Happy New Year. There's tickets on sale for our tour. It's coming up. Yeah. I told Casey I'm glad she got COVID before the tour because I was a little concerned.
1: Oh Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm going to try not to... uh Get not to do, yeah, not to do the the wildest thing and get it again. Um, but hope you're all being safe and hope you had a nice New Year's Eve. Uh, although if you did, I'd love to hear how you did it because uh, I maintain that it's nearly impossible. I think it's nearly impossible. Anyway, um,
0: welcome to 2023. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we love you. Thank you for this year. Thank you for everything and uh and thanks to everyone for all of the kindness as uh my family goes through this truly sucktastic event. I'm sorry, kids. I know. I am too. Not, I'm a sorry not sorry as sorry as, as I am. am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <gasps> Alright, bye you guys. Bye. bye. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing my best. Oh now. <laughs>